0: This is Connect Me, the official podcast of Marymount City Schools.
1: Welcome back to the Connect Me podcast. I'm Alex Lang, and joining me is Superintendent Stephen Estep. Well, we have finally reached spring. Spring break is over and we're inching closer to the last few weeks of school. But really, there's still a lot going on in Marymount City Schools.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, We don't want to look straight to summer yet. Uh, Certainly excited about Uh, So many of the things that uh, we still have to come yet uh, this school year.
1: Yeah, our our high school students still have prom to look forward to at the end of the month. Uh, May brings several performing arts events and lots of recognitions. And of course, there's graduation where we get to send our scholars of today off into the world to become the leaders of tomorrow.
0: And we'll also have our very important May Board of Education meeting. That's when uh, the board will take its final vote on the Marymount High School Master Facility Plan plan. Um, you know, kind of focusing in on that budget and the scope of the project, and we'll talk more in depth about this at the end of the podcast.
1: One thing that we want to discuss today is another exciting spring tradition in the district, and that's Earth Day. I think one thing we don't often get a chance to talk enough about is the district's efforts and advancements in sustainability. And we figured with Earth Day coming up, now would be a great time to really shine a light on the strides that the district is taking in this area.
0: Sustainability is something important to us. Uh, it's certainly been part of the conversations uh, when we talk about uh, our high school project and how we may be able to, be able to incorporate uh, some ideas and concepts into the design of the building. Uh, but we know it's, it's, it's so much more than just whether or not we have efficient buildings, it's about teaching our kids the many different ways that they can help clean the environment and make our world more sustainable in the future. And so uh, we wanted to, to bring a couple of folks in today um, who are certainly doing great work in our district around this topic. Tammy Kroll is the Dean of Students at Marymount Elementary and has taken big steps in pushing the school and the district to a more sustainable way of operating. Tammy joins me now. and uh, can, you, can you tell us about some of the programs that you've implemented to accomplish this?
2: Sure. Uh, Much of our energy and ideas have originated during our Recycling Club meetings. Every month we have Recycling Club where students come together to celebrate our improvements and also brainstorm ideas where we can improve. Besides recycling as much as possible, students started a share table and a composting station to reduce food waste. Uh, They have started a waste-free Wednesday during lunch, and um, it's so exciting uh, that many kids have tried to do that every day, not just on Wednesdays.
0: So uh, where did the ideas for these initiatives come from? And just curious about the response that you've received from staff and students and parents.
2: Well, it all started with a small group of staff members who help in the cafeteria daily and noticed that our students were throwing away an enormous amount of perfectly good food. Students were dumping their entire tray or lunchbox in the garbage as the trash cans came around. Um, Obviously, students needed to be permitted and encouraged to discard materials in a responsible manner, so this led to a new dismissal procedure, and um, instead of asking kids to stay seated and wait for trash to come to to them, they were invited to get up and visit the different stations in the dining hall where they could recycle or compost materials. The students were so excited about this that we said we we needed to continue and keep the enthusiasm going and we started the Recycling Club. This gave students a voice and empowered them to, to improve even more. This enthusiasm led to many creative opportunities for students to find ways to reuse items or simply think about saving a food item that could possibly be eaten later. And I should also mention that we've had great support from a group called Sustainable Marymont, And this group has offered their support to the school and provides a bin to collect items that are hard to dispose of or that we usually don't think about recycling. Currently, Sustainable Marymont has a bin in the, in the school lobby to collect old batteries and empty pill bottles.
0: So what do you think that these programs and the continued focus on sustainability are teaching our students both inside and outside the classroom?
2: I think we're having a major impact in two areas. One is in regards to respect and acting responsibly. Students are learning how to take care of themselves and their environment. Even our youngest students know how to sort items into appropriate recycling or compost containers. Giving this responsibility to the students is helping them develop into independent, respectful citizens as they take care of their personal area. And they're also learning about healthy habits through keeping our environment clean. I think students are seeing the importance of proper waste disposal and the benefits of reduced waste. Uh, But besides learning about the facts and details of sustainability... Our kids are also learning that every person can make a difference. Empowering kids to make changes has helped them to have courage to make suggestions and then to work to implement their ideas. I I love seeing their ideas put into action.
0: As you know, everything we we do in the district is with the goal of moving towards our our Destination 2026 strategic plan. How how do programs like the Recycling Club and and Waste-Free Wednesday help us accomplish that?
2: Our sustainability initiatives really do embody the goals of Destination 2026. When we set out to define our plan, we agreed that schools should no longer be looked at like an event where kids just are presented with information. Um, Instead, with Destination 2026, we we want it to be an experience where students are deeply engaged and find passion and experience practice in their learning. Students are supposed to think critically and creatively across the disciplines and collaborate to problem solve And this is exactly what you will see with our various initiatives. Students are passionate, they're engaged, and they're working together to solve a real-world problem.
0: What do you see as the future of these initiatives, and how are we going to continue to grow our sustainability as a district?
2: We've come a long, long way in one short school year, but there's always room to improve. We have students who are motivated and passionate about these initiatives, so I'm sure we'll continue with the great programs that are in place and I'm confident that our kids will find more areas to improve and will be sure to empower them to make changes. I'm looking forward to seeing what our students decide to do next.
1: We want to transition now to Terrace Park Elementary, which holds an annual Earth Day celebration with its staff and students. And joining me is Emily Parker. She's a PTO committee co-chair for Earth Day. Emily, can you talk a little bit about
3: the history of Terrace Park Earth Day celebrations? Sure. It's been around for over a decade and started out as a one-hour celebration of how to help the Earth and now has evolved into something that we talk about all year by finding a challenge that our planet is facing and then using community resources to bring them into the school and teach students how to act locally. Awesome. So as a PTO parent, what is your specific role in planning this event, and why do you choose to be involved with this project? Well, I'm also an educator, and so this is a no-brainer for me to get involved um, because I'm also passionate about the environment. I try to be a friend to the environment. So I got involved six years ago just as a volunteer, and realized what a great opportunity it was for our students and decided to um, co-chair it with uh, my friend Jocelyn. And we've just been able to really bring these resources into the students and watch them run with it. And now I feel like our Earth Day has become something that they are in charge of um, with helping us create the theme and then um, coming up with ideas of who we can utilize to Um, teach us how to fix up the problem. And why do you feel that it's important for the students to be a part of this event? Um, I think the most important thing for them to be involved is to see um, that their small actions make a big difference. I think when we think of the planet and the challenges it faces, um, we often get overwhelmed with what we can do locally, what we can do just on an everyday basis. So um, in order for them to become these lifelong learners, it's great to see that it's not about perfection, it's about progress. Um, and so we've been able to um, kind of piggyback on what our community's been doing over the several past several years. Um, one year, we our theme was Save the Trees. So we got to work with um, the Cincinnati Nature Center and brought them in to teach the students Um, about the importance of our local tree canopy. Um, And then we worked with another organization called the Ohio Valley Forestry Fellowship, and they were able to provide a tree for every student to plant in their yard. Um, That's been really fun. One year we saved the bees um, and talked about pollination and got to bring that into the classroom Um, because really that's what we're doing as the PTO is helping our teachers, supporting them, bringing in outside resources, to supplement the wonderful learning that's already taking place in the classroom. Um, We're really excited about this year's theme. Um, We're piggybacking off the global Earth Day theme, which is reducing single-use plastic. Um, And so we're working with a community artist who's also a parent, and she's making a beautiful school mural that's going to hang in our cafeteria as a gentle reminder to refuse to use single-use plastic when you can. So we've been collecting bottle caps for that mural Um, for quite a while and we still have a long way to go Um, but the kids love it because every year we do a contest so the winning class gets to do something with that. Um, Last year with the bees we brought in a local urban um, apiary and so it was an urban farm called Geyser and we were able to the PTO was able to support um, the teachers by having this wonderful beehive that was sponsored by the PTO and then we were Um, able to sell the honey at a school event. So it was really cool for the students to be a part of that. That is a lot of fun. Um,
1: And so our Destination 2026 strategic plan states that we want our students to be global learners and deeply committed members of the community. So what do you think that this event teaches them today that will prepare them to be the deeply committed community members in the future?
3: I think this event teaches our students to be learners, thinkers, and doers. So they need to learn about what's happening globally and locally, um, think about solutions um, to help that challenge, and then actually become the doers. And so when you're thinking about a lifelong learner um, creating that call to action for these students and having them realize that they can do these daily things and act locally, I think that's been a wonderful um, wonderful way to support the um Destination 2026 strategic plan.
1: I know we've talked a lot about the Marymount High School facility project throughout the school year, but can you give us a brief synopsis of the process and kind of where we are right now?
0: Well, as I think just about everyone knows at this point, we, we've been having these conversations for about two years now. Uh, and really the community has been with us every step of the way. I mean, we started with some initial fact-finding uh, research uh, to, to see uh, what, what challenges we currently have at Marymount High School, and then also, you know, what options uh, do we have to to start to solve uh, so many of the challenges that we have in that building? Uh, we held community forums, uh, school chats. We we did a third party, statistically valid uh, uh, survey. We formed facility teams. We had a transition task force. Uh, we encouraged community feedback wherever we could. We knew that this wasn't a decision that we should uh, or could uh, make alone. Uh, Then just earlier this month, the board heard presentations from the the latest of our our two teams uh, from our community They have been working. We've had a project team and a finance team both uh, presented recommendations uh, to the board uh, regarding the scope of the project and and ultimately the budget that that we need to to consider for the project as well. Uh, I would encourage uh, anyone who wasn't uh, at that meeting to check these presentations out. Uh, You can find uh, the slides that were used. Uh, on our website uh, in the High School Facility Project uh, section. Uh, The board is currently now just considering uh, the feedback, the input that they received, uh, and will uh, take a vote to finalize the Marymount High School Master Facility Plan at our our next Board of Education meeting on May 14th at 7 p.m. in the Marymount Elementary Cafeteria. And As always, um, parents, staff, community members are all welcome to attend.
1: I know that this Marymount High School Facility Project has been a culmination of a lot of hard work by a lot of people. So it's really exciting to know that we will soon have the answers and know what's in store for our high school and the district.
0: Thanks for listening to Connect Me, the official podcast of Marymount City Schools. Stay connected by visiting our website at Marymontschools.org and following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.